Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax. Your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you live from COG Studios on a Thursday, February 20th. The LA Galaxy preparing for their very last preseason game coming up on Saturday, just nine days until they kick off the season, the 2020 season, away at Houston Dynamo. Uh, a bunch of stuff to talk to. Closed door scrimmage against Colorado Rapids, another win for the LA Galaxy in that column. But uh, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't that impressed. We'll discuss it. Uh, the other thing we want to talk about, obviously, new signings. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on uh, with the LA Galaxy and, of course, live shows, some other stuff we want to get to uh, very, very soon. But to help me do all of that, please welcome back to the show the canon herself, Miss Sophie Nicolau. Sophie, how's it going? Galaxy Universe, how are you? How uh, is everyone? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I think everybody's fired up. This seems like it's... Uh, I think we're like, ready. Yeah, it's getting close. It's getting real close. So and Can I just say yes. that today, without any preparation, you guys, or any... Uh, I've had a horrific day. I'm not going to lie to everybody. I will get into that. But um, Josh and I are both wearing red. Yes, we are. We are. And, and I know you're going to say it's because of Arsenal. Um, yeah, I know, and and I'm gonna say it wasn't. But he's the cannon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. He's wearing it by default. In fact, he's probably wearing it because he bought a Manchester United puzzle. It's it's Legos. They they know about my Lego obsession. It's been it's been well documented. Have you, spoke, have you told everyone about your Manchester United uh, stadium, Old Trafford, that yes, I'm trying to build out of yes, Legos that has yes. three thousand eight hundred ninety eight pieces and like yes. twenty five bags of Legos? I'm on bag number four, by the way. I'm. Wow. It's very slow going because I have. Uh, zero time to build it. So, um, yeah, as soon as it gets a little bit more, I have like, you know, the south stand built, I think, right now. Uh, a little bit of the of the pitch. That's about it. As soon as it gets more, I'll start posting pictures. And eventually, it will live in this studio because I have to have a Lego soccer stadium. And if they decide to do a Lego Dignity Health Sports Park, I am I am all over it. Maybe we should commission that so we can actually look at that when we come in and record uh, for Eric and I and Larry not on Twitter and Mr. Baxter. He's always on a phone, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. He never drives from L.A. to come here he, in studio. He comes he? – he did it once. And to be fair, he does live – Almost in Northern California, so I mean, you know, he's he? almost in the valley. So he? Pasadena, yeah. yeah, he's he's in uh, Valencia, so he's basically at Six Flags. That's okay, that's fine. a drive. Yeah, that's a drive. We're that's gonna... a drive in that light blue Manchester City car. Especially when people you know are like cutting in front of him <laughs> and, and making sure that he doesn't uh, uh, doesn't get anything out of that, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> mad at him, but he knows. Yeah. That's all right. We'll it's... figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> this good. Arm not? wrestle. Arm wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, totally. that's good. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Well, I know that the two of you will be in the same location on Saturday because we do have yeah, a baby. live show coming up. That's right. Um, I want to talk about it one more time, just so that way everybody knows. Now, uh, let me preface this by saying, Sophie, uh, it's supposed yes. to rain on Saturday. Uh, wow. Right. If I was in London, I would say, wow. Okay, fine. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. But the one time that we're actually going to do. Right. The COG inaugural yes. live broadcast. Yes, yes, it, from from the stadium. Something that we have been building for 12 seasons, really, if I you mean, think about it. I mean, seriously, and it's going to rain. And and so right now it is scheduled to have AM showers. Okay? AM showers. AM showers. Light showers. So right. that's that's good. So I'm hoping that Isn't it blows AM through. When we start, though? <laughs> well, we're starting at 1. Technically, the okay. meet and greet is 1. Our show starts at 1.45, right? right? Okay. This is inside the stadium. Let's tell you where it is. This is inside the stadium, uh, located uh, at the stage on the southeast corner. So if you've ever been on that southeast concourse, the concourse, the area between um, the, the soccer stadium and the tennis stadium, right? And you keep headed towards that southeast corner. Yep, exactly. A little tennis. Um, so you can keep heading in that direction. You'll see the stage on the backside of, of the giant um, food service, I think, bar that's there. Um, so on the backside of that is the stage. It's called Connecta Plaza. Where the food trucks are. Um, I don't know if the food trucks are all the way in that corner, but they may be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's in that southeast corner. So a lot of people and the supporters come in on the north side of the stadium. Yep. We're on the south side of the stadium um, on the opposite end, so southeast stadium. Nice. So that's where we're going to go. Now, we have cover over the stage, so we should be okay as long as it's not raining very hard. Is someone holding an umbrella up for us? <laughs> I, then we may, we, who knows how it's going to go. We're, so right now we're going to tell you rain or shine because it doesn't seem like it is you know, shooting sideways rain at us. That's at least not supposed to be the case. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to have stopped by the time we go, so we'll... We'll keep our fingers crossed that all of that is the case. And at 1 p.m., we'll have a COG meet and greet. Um, then we'll do the live show 
um, starting at 145. We have some special guests, hopefully, that will join us. I mean, say who. I mean, we are at the stadium, so you think we could do something. You think I have enough pool to do something. So we're going to try to do that, uh, weather, of course, uh, permitting and, and schedule permitting and everything else. So we're going to try to do that. Um, all of the COG 2020 co-hosts are supposed to be there. Um, so we're supposed to be being the so, operative. Exactly. Word. So we're, we're going to take that. So we want you to get there is what I'm saying. So please live show. I know that most of you are probably going to listen to this on Sunday and be like, oh, I missed it. No, you're going to be there. You know, we had about 150, 175 people at our last live show that we did down in Orange County, completely away from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect that we could get double that amount of, amount of people at a stadium. Listen, the tailgate is everyone. Everyone's going to swing by. Every, that's what they said. I mean, seriously, like if they do it at the Ducks, you know, when those dodgy two guys on the TV talking right. in this dodgy booth and stuff like that. We're right. now talking. This is the cog. Right. Right. This is the wheel. Right. This is this is what it's this supposed is what it's supposed to be about. This this is what we're, what we're striving. So so we have that. Um, I'll tell you, rain or shine, right now. That's what we're doing. Now people did set, say, Josh, beer is too expensive in the stadium for me to go in. So I have a solution. Am I bringing the beer? I have a solution. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Are you? You should. <laughs> that's a good idea. In the back of my car. I, I have a solution. Uh, that solution is very simple, which is get there a little bit earlier, drink a little bit more before you come, and then just come in and see us. Yes. Uh, remember, it's between the two games. There's a game uh, that kicks off at twelve. Um, and then there's a game that kicks off at 3 at 145, right around there. We'll start uh, and we'll stop whenever the pregame festivities start for the LA Galaxy. Josh, so. I'm loving this. I'm okay. loving what you're organizing. I'm loving what you're doing and what you're trying to bring to everyone who listens to the show. It's going to be epic. It's going to be great. Fingers crossed we can pull it off. Now, the other thing that we have to get to announcements before we get too far, mm-hmm. and I know everybody's like, you're not even talking about the Galaxy. I can hear you. I know. There's whining already. I, it's coming. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I understand your pain. Uh, the other thing is we have our 2020 Corner of the Galaxy t shirt, which was released today on Thursday, February 20th. Uh, we now have three weeks, three weeks of this campaign. It runs for three weeks. Uh, we're basically making $5 a shirt. I'll tell you right off the bat. So, so the t-shirt's only available for three weeks? That's So we kind of run it that way. Okay. Okay, for to start with. And if there's enough demand, sometimes we open it up again later. Sure. But right now, three weeks. Yeah. Um, what we did this time, uh, and it was kind of something special, been working on it for a couple weeks, was uh, I took the top 50 cities who listen to Corner of the Galaxy and the top 50 countries that listen to Corner of the Galaxy. Um, and by the way, there's a top 50 and there's way more than that. And there's a top 50 in countries and there's okay, way yeah. more than that. Look at you. Um, and so we put those on a shirt. So Los Angeles, Long Beach, Riverside, uh, Irvine, Santa Ana, San Diego. I, by the way, I take is full Costa credit. Costa Mesa on there. Costa Mesa is, and I take full credit yeah! for that. You and I, we're, we're there. <laughs> um, so we have Costa Mesa on there. Um, Hong Kong, wow. uh, Cambodia, Thailand, Russia, Ireland, Robbie Keane, uh, Japan. Sweden. Yeah. So Sweden's got to be on Sweden there. is on there. You are correct. Okay. Uh, Australia, Norway, um, Russia. Nice. I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch. Anyways, Venezuela. Uh, I don't know if Venezuela is on there. That's a good question. I don't yeah. see them on there, oh. but Egypt is on there. Just nice. letting you top fifty Egypt. Absolutely. I think Egypt is fifty. Is fifty by the way. Why wouldn't it be? Absolutely. So anyway, our shirts are there. What you want to do is go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, click the shop button. That's right. Click the shop button. Uh, and when you do that, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find uh, the T-shirt there. You click on that, and it'll take you to Bonfire. They take care of the shipping and everything. You have to wait for the three weeks for everything to end, and then you can go ahead and and put it on there. Now, I know people are disappointed that Pico Rivera didn't make it because everybody knows I call Pico Rivera Pipo Rivera. Yeah. Um, it didn't make Why? the cut. Um, it just wasn't top 50. I say people in, in Pico, and I know there are a couple people who listen in Pico. <laughs> you just got to listen more. You got to tell more friends. I don't know what to tell you. Surely I, Carson made it, right? Carson did make it. Wasn't one of the top. Los Angeles is our top. So okay. heart of the city and all that. Los Angeles, number one for Corner of the Galaxy. I have a very important question. Did yes. Larry not on Twitter and also, obviously, Eric, uh-huh. you yes. know, the yes. hammer? Yes. They made it, right? Uh, they are on the shirt. Uh, your, yeah. ne- your name is on the shirt. I'm on the shirt. Uh, our two photographers, Steve and Brittany, are on the shirt. So Everybody, you can grab it. I'm I, buying one. I had no control over the fact that your city didn't make it if you're on there, but I will tell you there is a fun one on there. San Jose is also on there. It is in our San top 50. Jose. It is in our top 50. That's just because... Yeah, because they couldn't they, handle listening to the earthquakes, so they listen Gord, to us. Maybe Gordo arranged that. that I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's fun. Do I get a discount? Uh, absolutely not. No. Oh, Abs- fine. No. Full price. Full price. I'm willing to play for uh, Fine. <laughs> Anything that goes into the COG bank right. account. That's that's what it is. So yeah. anyway, it helps us keep the lights on, as we say. Um, I would do this even if you don't buy any of the T-shirts, but I would appreciate it if you bought a T-shirt. All right. So having said all that, gotten through the ads, told you about the live show, told you about the shirt, um, I think we're good and we can actually now talk about the LA Galaxy. 
if everybody is okay with that. Are you okay with bom, that? Bom, bom. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Let's let's get to this. Uh, preseason scrimmage started off with the LA Galaxy going against the Colorado Rapids. This game was on Wednesday. Uh, it's a rather significant scrimmage now uh, whenever we tell you the injury that comes out of this. Um, but let's talk about the starting lineup first because it was an interesting one and it was one I didn't think we'd see. I'd actually thought you would see, Sophie, a lot of people who weren't going to play mm-hmm. this weekend and who didn't play the previous weekend. But instead, what you got was a starting front line of Pavone, Chicharito, and Katai. So that's a starting starting lineup. Right. Um, you have Corona, Legette, and Kitchen. That's a pretty much starting starting lineup. Correct. You can argue about Kitchen and <laughs> Sasha Kleshin in and out there. Uh, you have Emil Cuello, who's playing left back. Remember, he came into the scrimmage last week. Um, or yeah, yeah, last week, whenever uh, Danny Acosta came out and ended mm-hmm. up playing some left back. So he was there. Uh, Depew, Nick Depew is in there. By the way, that's how you say his last name. I know it's spelled Depuy. And I bastardized it the last time it, I was it's, here. That's it's, fine. We all did. Everybody did. But it is Depew, Nick Depew, like. Pepe Le Pew. Apparently, that's how you say it. Nick but Depew. we told them how good he could be. Yes, from the horse's mouth, from his Ventura County Fusion days. And again, I think he was he was perfectly serviceable in this scrimmage. Again, a very consistent effort from him over the times that we've seen him. So that's good. Uh, People Gonzalez and Julian Araujo playing on the right-hand side as Rolf Felcher continues to get his green card or has his green card and isn't back yet. I don't know. There's something. Whatever is happening with his why green card. Why is he in Italy? Why, why is he in... He's somewhere in Europe. He, he, was, yeah, he was Italy. It was Italy, Italy. Right? Yeah, Naples. Naples, Italy. Um, that's that where, where he went. he used to live? Before he came I don't here? know if that... Somebody said that maybe he had family in Italy or he has a familial it's connection. Venezuelan, though. He's Venezuelan and Swiss. Uh, his mom is Venezuelan, right. I believe. I got it wrong last time and John Rojas corrected me. His mom <laughs> is Venezuelan um, and his dad is Swiss. Swiss yeah. um, and so he has the dual nationals there, but he plays for the Venezuelan national team. But I think he might also have a connection into Italy. I always thought Ramon Alessandrini also had a connection in Italy with a last name like Alessandrini and <laughs> him being French and sort of in Marseille and close. So. Felcher's like Jason Bourne. He probably has 10 passports. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's what it is. Felcher's a spy. I didn't realize that. He's a total spy. Um, I love that. Um, but anyway, Rolf Felcher not in this starting lineup. Um, I'll tell you, I'll just give you some highlights that I saw that that you know sort of stood out to me. Um, I got to watch this afterwards. I already knew the result, and when I watch games that I already know the result in, it's boring for me, and it doesn't matter who Did it you is. Fast forward. I didn't fast forward. I watched the entire scrimmage, um, but I wanted to fall asleep a couple of times, and I blame the LA Galaxy for that uh, mostly because I will wow. say that as a whole, in the first half, they played rather uninspired soccer, uh, and for a starting. 11 that is pretty close to what a starting 11 should be for the LA Galaxy, minus Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, minus, you know, Emiliano and Sua, minus uh, Rolf Felcher on the right, if you're going to say Jul- uh, Araujo and them. Minus those guys, you understand that, but this is still a lineup that could be rolled out for the start against Houston. I could see this this exact team playing. Yeah. So having said that, I was disappointed with their play, especially when you realize Colorado wasn't exactly starting their top 11 on the other side. Um, so there was a mix and sort right. of a match in there. And they haven't been great, have they? Let's be honest. No, but they okay. did beat the LA Galaxy twice last, last year. Last year. And so, Do you remember that? That was a horrible game at uh, Dignity. Very, yeah, that was awful. It was not, not that fun. That was not a pleasant game. Yeah. Um, so what you saw from here, I thought was, and so I liked the high press. Um, the high pressed for probably the first 10 or 15 minutes, and it caused a lot of turnovers with uh, Colorado. I didn't love the movement off the ball. The guys look tired, and they're probably tired. That's probably an accurate description of what's going on. A lot of these guys played on Saturday. Now they're playing on Wednesday again, and we know they're going to play on Saturday again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're starting to get a lot of minutes, and you have to expect that they're really just sort of ramping them up to get all these minutes and put them together to try to build this chemistry. And then on Saturday, they're going to play their 90-minute game, which is their full to sort of do, mm-hmm. and then it's rest for almost the entire next week um, before right. they head to Houston and, and play that game. So I didn't love uh, the way that they were they played but what matters is the Houston game, right? That's, it does. That's the most important thing. Right? You, so. We've said it so many times, Sophie, which is the preseason doesn't matter until this, until it matters. And you never know when it matters it, until much later. Yeah, it doesn't matter until there's a preseason-type performance in the regular season. And then you're like, wait a minute, I've seen right. that before. And, and and JDS missing is a big deal. It's still a problem. Team. And, yeah. and you know, Guillermo was talking and says that he's still not sure that he's going to be ready for Houston. And, you know, Kevin was sort of on that early, said, I don't know that he's going to make it. And they shouldn't rush him. They no. should just let him be. It's the, it's the first game of the season. I mean, it's an away game. It's an away game. Like, let him be. Like, let him recover. Bring him in when you need to. Don't set this up where he's going to get niggly injuries. 
as we go in this early part of the season, Josh. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think what matters is what they do once the season starts. All of this is just fodder. It is. I, I, I mean, I, I, it matters. Of course it matters. But seriously, it's like you can't put stock in all of this. Well, it matters to this show because I need something to talk about. That's what I always say. Sure, it's like, fine. It's, it's like I correct myself. <laughs> no, in you fact, don't. let me just use my new cough button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> Can't hear you at all. Um, no, I mean, it, it, it uh, and, you know, we try to take things from this. Um, what did I, you take? I like Cuello. I like Cuello at left back. Um, he's way more offensive than you need a left back to be, which you would expect from a guy uh-huh. who plays central midfield. But he has a very good left foot. So the crosses are excellent. Um, he's he's quick, mm-hmm. so he can keep up. It's just he has to learn the defensive side of things. And you don't necessarily want to be teaching that in an MLS game. But he's not horrible. Do you think there's more versatility in this team this season with, like, you know, in, in that situation? And, and also with our new guy in defense, whose name I, you know, will say Depew. Depew, yes. The versatility factor. Do you think there's more of that this season? Yeah, or? it's deeper. I mean, it's deeper because you see guys who can play multiple positions. I don't know that it's it's not deeper in terms of experience, though, right? It's like you're real no. shallow on experience, but you have some bodies. Um, you know, Kai Kareniak is going to be the next guy I think the Galaxy are going to sign to the senior team. And we'll talk about the addition that they made today with another homegrown player. But uh, for me, I feel like Kareniak is going to be that next. And he has had a very good preseason at at out on the left wing so you're getting depth at the left wing now from him and again he doesn't have the mls minutes he has zero mls minutes right but he seems to be able to play mls soccer and that's what you're trying to see right now is who can play mls soccer um i think that's been the big question about efrain alvarez and and we're talking about him he got injured in this game um and ever is that a worry like is that a serious injury it's a serious injury uh, it seems to be serious anyway. I, from what we know, and we don't have an update past that, uh, Larry actually talked to him today. Um, and he said to Larry that he was getting an MRI later today. So it's Thursday night. I've asked for an update. Uh, we don't have the results from the MRI yet. So um, that's going to have to miss this show unless I get a text message. But was he also going to be like a, 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 a sub again? Like he would start some yes. games maybe. and uh, He was going to be a sub. I'll, I'll be, uh, this is tough. Uh, he has a bad ankle injury, and I don't know if it's a ligament injury because it doesn't seem like there's any broken bones. And if it is a ligament injury, how serious is it and how long can you stay out? Okay, so having said all that and giving tip of your hat to what really is the star prospect for the LA Galaxy, um, I saw him featuring this year less than he did last year, and I just don't see the pickup in intensity that I see from somebody like Julian Araujo, uh, who has come out pretending like he's the right back that's going to start. So you saying he's too complacent? Is I don't there know. Something that worries you about his attitude? I don't know. I, he's young, so he has a chance to develop into that. Um, I just see that. Is he even eighteen yet? Uh, no, he's seventeen. Yeah. Um, and I see him being able to get that back. But right now, when you look at it and you look at the depth chart and you look at all the things, he's way down my depth chart. It's 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 a loss because you wanted to see if he could take the next step and move forward. Um, but right now, for Efrain Alvarez, I didn't see him featuring a lot because you had guys like Sasha Kleschen who I'd bring off the bench before right. Efrain Alvarez in a heartbeat. Um, so that's that's going to be a problem for him. But with this injury, um, it certainly doesn't help that situation at all either. Uh, but he's also the kind of gu- he's also the kind of player that can pop up coming off the bench and doing something, say in May, right? Right. And he becomes this. I he, I feel like with him, there's a super sub component to him this season that he if he is fit he could be that guy because he's a special player there's no doubt about that he has special moments shown it like fully like all the time when he's been given the opportunity there are glimpses and hopes of it but you you haven't quite seen the full end product yet you it's like with julian araujo you see the effort he puts in and you see he's his quality gets more chances he does but you also have to say that he's earned that chance to get more chances because sure. he's looked better. But um, he's had the opportunity to earn those chances. In in my mind, you earn your chances on the practice field, right? 100%. And so in my mind, Julian Rajo is doing that to earn more chances. He's probably and, better in training. And, so, yeah. and you can't, there's some guys who just are not good in training no. and are really good on the field. And yeah, it takes you a while to figure out who those guys are. Yeah. But for me, um, you know, you expected Efrain Alvarez to take another step forward. He got time last year. He got MLS minutes. You want to see him be better. And so far in the preseason, granted, we haven't seen a whole bunch of him, but it's just been 
it's been forgettable. And and that's the problem. A lot of his performances are forgettable until he has unforgettable performances. Okay, so let me ask you this. Now you've seen two scrimmages. You've seen what other teams have done in the division. How do you feel about all of this going into this game nine days away? Like when you look at LAFC, you look right. at all these teams, yeah. all of the main contenders, what... What are you thinking? Well, it's funny because MLS came out and was sort of putting their rankings out of where, you know, they had all their talking heads uh-huh. and we're certainly talking heads here. That's not a that's not a takedown, but they had their talking heads talk about who they thought and they ranked like the West. And a lot of the people had Galaxy top three in the West, some even as high as two. Uh, one, I think, even had the Galaxy at number one in the West. I don't see it. Not yet. Um, and it's preseason and that's fine. And I don't need to see it, but I I'm I'm not convinced yet. Um, and I think that's sensible because you don't want to set yourself up to fail or also we don't want to, you know, set our hopes up up to fail is what I'm saying. But I think that's probably accurate. And that's fair considering where the team ended up last season. Yeah. I, and it's not even I don't even say it cautiously. Uh, we haven't seen the offense click. We've seen a moment of genius from Christian Pavone. Uh, we've seen, yeah, which is great. I mean, you want to see that, right? And it's like, it's the same with Zlatan. Zlatan had many moments of genius, so it was fine, and the Galaxy, you know, ended up being just fine. Uh, Pavone is going to shoulder a lot of that weight this year, and oh, you know that. And, and I think he's ready for it, though. Oh, he feels like it. And and I'm, I'm more positive on him right now um, than I am on probably the whole team. I think Pavone's going to do great. I'm not worried about him yeah. at all. He seems uh, he seems ready uh, and and willing to to take on all of these uh, new challenges that are going to come his way. Uh, I haven't seen you know the combination of Pavone and Chicharito and Katai to something where I sit there and say, oh yeah, that's just I They've I know in my play mind together right right it's all new, and when it clicks, I think it'll be good. I mean, Pavone is. I feel like that Mary Mary song, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I, I almost feel like Pavon has been waiting for this moment because he was tied a little bit with Zlatan. We all know, you know, there was a very specific way for the team to play. Zlatan was right. the centerpiece of all of that. He had to pass when maybe he wanted to shoot. He had to he had to pass when maybe he wanted to dribble around players. That goal was sensational and that went viral as well. And yep. you know, we've seen that with him and his talent. So I think Give them time. And then I think the JDS thing uh, is very important. Like, When does that click in? When does he come back? And how does that fit into the bigger picture? It's And that's the big missing piece right now. Because the midfield is is blah. It's it's mediocre. Without um, him. Without him. Yeah. Without Jonathan Dos Santos, it's mediocre. Even if you have Corona and Legette and those guys there. Corona is a good support player. Right. Kitchen is a good support player. I think Kleschen has the most talent out of any of those guys and outside of... And the experience. Of, and the experience outside of, you know, Legette. I think Legette has a ton of talent and is able to do that. Uh, Legette is still, in my mind, a better support player than he is, like, the mastermind behind everything. Jonathan Dos Santos is the mastermind in there. He's the guy who has to keep everything together, and he's the guy who's going to be able to unlock this offense. And I think that until that happens, you, you're not going to see it. Um, no. I don't love... Um, I don't love the midfield right now. I don't think they're getting enough play through the middle. Everything's out the side, 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 when side, we last side. Spoke, you were ha- were you not happy with? I like, was, I you, was. You, At that point in the preseason, yeah. I'm happy. Now, if you show me a game that comes after that, that's yeah. not as good, I'm not going to be happy because the other sure, game was fine. better. Okay, fine. Now that other game was better, and they played with ten guys versus eleven, <laughs> and I don't <laughs> know what is, to make of that. This is. Uh, Okay, so that's sending. You guys probably spoke about that sending off anyway, right? So right, right, and and we did. I told you guys, Hauser is coming. Yeah, it's it is it is, and you can and you can. I mean, Katai is Katai is there, and he's going to start. You know, seeing that stuff. The dude has a name that sounds like a character from the Karate Kid. It's going to happen, people. He's going to do the crane. He's going to do it all. But he's also a really good player, and I just think it's time. This team needs time. They're new. They they got to gel. Like we need to be patient. That's fine, and I agree, a hundred percent. I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. They have nine days. I mean, until the game kicks off, and you can say, well, then you know they're just not going to be that ready for Houston, and it's not going to happen against Houston. But that's one game out of thirty-four that you're going to chalk up to not winning. And I'm going to tell you, this team's going to get stronger as the season goes. Yes, absolutely. I, no, I, I agree with that. I, listen, I think that there's something. I still feel like there's going to be something that we see um, in terms of addition to the roster in the summer. I don't feel like this is a complete roster. I, I know for... Kind of addition. Well, well, I think that you're going to... There's gonna, no DP role. No, there's no DP. No, I think you're going to see like a, a backup striker, a secondary striker come in. 
Um, whenever you're looking at, you know, um, wh- who is it? Uh, Zubak is there right now as a backup. Um, and so, and now you're going to have, listen, um, the, the new, the new signing Cameron Dunbar, who's the homegrown. I don't think he's going to be a super big backup piece of that. Um, Gordon Wild, who, uh, Guillermo says that they're going to sign, um, who was a trialist. So he's going to be added. I mean, are you going to live with him? He put in a nice service. He had a decent game. It was the best game I've seen from him so far. So that's good. Um, but it's just an incomplete roster. They still need the center back that they're going after, so they still need that piece to fall into place. So they can't get my tip, Jan, Jan Vertonghen. No, that's not going to happen because he's not going to come on a. He's not going to come and play for five p every week. Is no, he? I don't. I don't. No. I don't think he is. No. no. Um, that would be. He'd be perfect, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I, I think there's so many people who could fit into these roles, yes. right? Um, I think what Dennis is trying to do with Alan Franco, and we'll talk about where that's at here in a little bit. Uh, I think what Dennis is trying to do with Alan Franco is great because you're basically getting a six or seven million dollar center back for half of that, um, which is kind of cool. Um, whenever you see how they work that and work that plan, if that ends up happening. So um, again, I just, I, I thought that. Um, I thought the goal was fine. I mean, there was one good combo in the 33, 33rd minute where I'm like, oh, there's the offense. There's the offense. That was it. So it was just, it was like, mm, yes, okay, I saw it. Um, and it was just tight spaces at near the top of the box, ended in a shot, probably uh-huh. should have been a goal. It was just all this to be like, okay, that gives you a little bit of breath and, and something to, to, to see. I thought Legit had a little bit better of a game, and I've been wanting to see him Legit more. Legit actually thinks he's better than he is himself. Is that because no. his Instagram is so, like, woke? No. No, you know? no, because that dude is like the most down to earth. Like he doesn't even. I'm sure he's confused. His Instagram as, does not make him look down to earth. I know, but like he, it, which is funny because he is. You talk to him, uh, yeah, and, of and you know, I, 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 yeah, he's, he's um, a super cool guy. I'm sure he sits there with Becky G, and you know that I already mean, makes him. That already makes him like not <laughs> a regular guy, right? Yeah. But I'm sure he sits there with Becky G, and they sit there, and both of them go. Why are we famous? Well, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, no. we're just doing what we love. That's it. But you know? they must, you know, they look in the mirror and they say, well, we're so hot. That makes, that's probably why we're so that's famous. That's probably why we're so yeah, famous. Yeah, it yeah. probably is. If it, yeah, I mean, if I look as good as those two, I would stare in the mirror yeah, a lot as too. well. Um, so anyways, I mean, that's that's what I got from it. I mean, the starters went roughly 60 minutes. Katai came out early in this game in the 37th minute. Guillermo said it wasn't an injury. So we'll trust him on that and say, okay, uh, we expect to see Katai then on Saturday. Um, Now, okay, mm -hmm. so do we need to read more into that? Now, if this was a regular game, that wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't happen. So why did he do it? It, it, I, I think these guys are tired. Again, I mean, I think that all comes down to it. And I think he saw that he was tired and he was struggling. And he was like, let's not hurt him. Let's not do anything. Let's just get him out and let him rest. Poor babies are so tired. They, they're, they've been working. They work way harder than I do. That's for sure. Um, you know, Maybe just, physically. Yes, it's a physical thing. Yeah. It's not a mental tired. It's a physical tired. 37 minutes and you're tired. Red flag. I do not like this a- after, at all. After going 33 minutes in the first game and until he got sent off. Getting sent off. I mean, come on. What is that? It's interesting. That's a response from the coach i don't know he was tired i don't know what else to like sort of sit there and um and put it on though um i don't know maybe what he else was to... rubbish and he got subbed nah. like be honest no i don't i don't performing? think that was no i don't think it was i mean i just i just don't think it's a scrimmage so you can't say that you're going to do that performance wise you want people to play into stuff you don't take them out because of that yeah but new signing like to me that seems debilitating I wouldn't. I wouldn't appreciate that. I'm it, a new player. I'm. I'm on. It would, unless he was definitely some, carrying something we don't know. Yeah. Or. Well, they also talked about, and and this was sort of uh, from from Joe and Kobe. Um, it's it was it. They talked about um, the fact that there's like there's been this bug that's been going around. We knew Perry Kitchen had the flu before, so maybe Katai had something and they pulled him out. That type of thing. But um, that's not what we. That's not. I well, think Becky G needs to stop making them cookies. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, But anyway, so that's what we got from the scrimmage. It wasn't a ton. Again, I wasn't excited about it. I thought Kareniak had another good game. I thought Gordon Wilde had a good game. But those are talking about subs coming in. And then, of course, the injury news for Efrain Alvarez, which is another injury and could be possibly another ligament injury for the LA Galaxy. Um, This one coming on contact and uh, and you can't blame on Valdecanto. Somebody rolled on his ankle. That's that's just not a good thing. All right. um, Let's see. Uh, I, we already talked about Felcher and getting the green card and why this really means that, um, you know, this he has a whole ton of value now to the LA Galaxy getting this green card in terms of he's now on an average salary, so $242,000 a nice. year, um, and he doesn't take up an international slot. So the LA Galaxy have seven of eight international slots taken with Felcher 
officially soon, hopefully, getting that green card. That means that they can go get another international player, maybe Alan Franco, to come in, and now they have eight of eight international slots, and they're done. So um, they can also go out and buy other slots and that type of thing. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, though, was the new signing for the LA Galaxy. Uh, Cameron Dunbar to the uh, to the LA Galaxy, a senior team signing, 17 years old. Uh, he is a homegrown signing. Homegrown. Homegrown it's signing. It's legit. This is, but this is yeah, this is the first ever LA Galaxy senior roster player to have been born in Carson, California. Boom. So, so you're talking about homegrown? No, real homegrown. He's Harry Kane. He's he's well, I mean, no, he's, he's one of their own. He's Cameron Dunbar, but yes, you yes. are right. Yes, uh, Harry Kane, uh, 17 years old, born in Carson, California. Um, he played with the U18 and 19s and the U16s and 17s in the Galaxy Academy. Um, he also played a little bit for Albion SC during his time in the youth development system. In total, tallied 70 goals throughout his various levels of youth uh, U.S. Soccer Development Academy system since 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's now one of nine players to be signed through the Galaxy's developmental system. Uh, Dunbar, Efrain Alvarez, Julian Araujo, Nick Depew, Eric Lopez, Daniel Starez, Didi Traore, Justin Vomstieg, and Ethan Zubak all came through the LA Galaxy Academy system. Amazing. So, What are the expectations for this kid? Nothing right now. I mean, he, he has a high ceiling. You're expecting he's a forward. You're expecting him to score goals. I'll tell you this, though. If you're a forward... And you play for the LA Galaxy, yeah. uh, and you're in the academy system, and you're now on the senior team. Uh, you're probably not going to get any playing time because the LA Galaxy goes out and buys really expensive forwards from internationals. So you might get some cleanup minutes, but that's what you're going to get. And uh, God forbid, if there's an injury, then then now all of a sudden now it's on. But I mean, you know, that's why you're talking about guys like Zubak who have a little more experience. I mean, again, Dunbar is 17. Uh, he'll probably get some first team minutes this year. I he I would imagine that. Actually, he probably spends most of the time on LA Galaxy too. Yeah, I don't know anything about him to be honest. Uh, I, d- I really don't. I need to do some uh, homework on him. Five six is a forward, hundred and thirty pounds. Five six. Five six. So just slightly taller than you. Shorter than Messi, <laughs> or is he? I don't know. How tall is Messi? Well, he's definitely taller than me. That's for sure. He's not just, taller than Larry. Not on Twitter. No, he's not taller than me. And he's I, not taller than no, you. No, I tower. Five I tower. six for five, a six. forward. Hey, you know soccer is all what, about the small things. Is he a false nine or something? Yeah. Uh, I he, I have no idea. I mean, um, this is just, it's just, again, um, it's a way to bring him up. Uh, this, the homegrown player means that you don't have any salary cap restrictions on him, so you can pay him, um, you know, a decent enough salary. There's no hit to the salary cap. And as we've mentioned before, of the 30 roster spots, you're allowed to have two. Um, the, the, the 29th and 30th spot have to be filled by homegrown players. The LA Galaxy already have um, a bunch of homegrown players that will fill those roster slots um, whenever you're looking at it. And I can actually put the roster up on YouTube if everybody wants to see it. Um, but as you see, uh, there's now, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four homegrown players. Uh, Zubak, Alvarez, Efrain Alvarez, Eric Lopez, and Cameron Dunbar on there as your um uh, homegrown players. So again, no salary restrictions on them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're able to do whatever He's they want to do. He's probably going to grow as well. Another what four, five? Ma- it, I, you would hope four inches, four inches. You know, and you would expect him to put on a whole bunch of uh, of weight, muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, um, he's young. And that's fine. And I don't think you expect much from him. uh, But it's a good. I think it's good to see the signings. I always like homegrown signings. Uh, I just always question whether or not they're ever going to get playing time in an LA Galaxy system, where we know the Galaxy spend lots and lots of money on talented attackers. Um, All right. Let's go now to the LA Galaxy and their participation in everybody's favorite tournament, the 2020 Leagues Cup in July. Yeah, oh, I know. I got you all excited, and then it was just... <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What is this tournament it's, about? Well, I mean... What is it trying to do? Like, which, help me understand the equivalent in Europe, for example. The League's Cup, that's... The Leagues Cup is something international. We've done it's, that with yeah. the Leagues Cup. Yeah, it's thing. yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a competition between MLS and League MX, and so they're trying to build. What's the, it's really trying to do is trying to take uh, people who watch uh, Mexican soccer and make them watch MLS. But we have the Champions League. Uh, Champions League is all of CONCACAF, so it's not right. just not just MLS and Mexico, although it usually ends up that way. Yeah. Um, and so this particular cup competition and especially this year you actually qualify for so the LA Galaxy uh fortunately or unfortunately qualified for this tournament um there are actually eight teams except for the four teams that go to the CONCACAF Champions League so it's like the Euros kind of like you have the four who are who are up top and then it's the next eight teams 
Um, and so right now, that's the Philadelphia Union, who finished uh, MLS 1. Uh, MLS 2 is Real Salt Lake. MLS 3 is Minnesota United. Uh, MLS 4 is the LA Galaxy. MLS 5, Toronto FC. MLS 6, DC United. MLS 7 is Portland Timbers. And MLS 8 is the New York Red Bulls. So these are all League's Cup champ uh, players now and there's eight teams from each league which is way up from last year which i think it was four teams from each league exactly but i'm not being funny but last year it was actually fun those games were fun a little bit because you saw some of the younger players come through a little bit of the youth remember they rested a lot of players in that first game i can't even remember who they were playing but there was there was some good results in that and i think it's good for but when you get to that point in the season is that really some this is a money maker no how much money they get in? Oh yeah, it's it's a moneymaker. I mean, that's the whole idea is to it's try to draw the North American audience to these games. They don't care. This is not the way to draw North American audiences to the it's, games. It really isn't. It is and it isn't. And and this is why because it's a mix. Okay, I'm because it, it, it's a, a Hispanic audience. I, help me understand. I mean, it, so the idea here is that you're taking the two biggest leagues in North America and you're pitting them against each other. I mean, that's right. that's the idea. But they do that in conquer in the in the in Champions, Champions League. League. They do again, not just directly with that there's a lot of bad teams bad in, in CONCACAF Champions others, League yes, right I yes. mean but there's a lot of bad stuff in this the LA Galaxy didn't play a starting lineup whenever they played in this match um, and teams did here's why it's going to be different this year and I feel like it's just a little bit different is that teams actually qualified this year it wasn't just they picked the LA Galaxy um, this is depending on your league's finish and for the Liga MX it's depending on their league's finish as well so um, so if you're the LA Galaxy coach and you're in the middle of when? What, what month? This, so we will have uh, the round of 16 games will be July 21st and July 22nd. The LA Galaxy will host one of those days. Yep. So you're smack bang in the in middle. middle of the season. Yep. Uh, and then the quarterfinals are August 25th and 26th. Um, let's see. I think I screwed up and wrote down the wrong dates. I'll look for it here. But, um, but let's see. I'm sorry. Quarterfinals are August 4th and 5th. Semifinals are August 25th and 26th. And the final is September 16th. Okay. There, there are redraws on almost every single one. So they'll redraw to enable the most interleague play as possible. So they're really turning... The nut, the the knot on this one, the handle. They're trying to make sure that it's uh, it's Liga MX versus MLS teams. And and when you get to August, teams are making sure that hey, oh, it's getting to that time. We don't want any injuries. We don't want anything untoward happening. And here we are with a pointless. I'm sorry. Maybe it, 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 I just need to educate myself a little bit more no, 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 on it, it but it, I just pointless. think it's pointless. It's pointless. There is a financial reward for winning games. Um, yeah. We found that out last year. How much? Um, I don't know. It was enough that the Galaxy t the Galaxy guys were excited about that. Um, whenever they beat, oh, uh, th yeah, they beat Jolos. Yeah, they get for every game they win, they get yeah. some sort of money for the pit players who took part in the uh -huh. in the game. Um, and so, um, so we saw that. Um, so this, there, there is, you get a trophy, uh, you get a shiny thing. That's really the only thing that comes out of this, though. So it's it's hard for me to assign importance to this and tell you that the Galaxy are going to take it seriously because I don't think the team is deep enough for them to take it seriously. Um, so you Let's know, say what do you get? Top of the Western Conference. And it's August, and they've got to League's Cup semi-final, whatever. Then, then who cares, right? Because oh, you're like uh, you're on. top of the West, and you want to stay there. Yeah, of course. Um, you're not going to take any risks, are you? I, I don't. Again, it feels like it might be a little different this time because there's qualifications, but that doesn't mean that we'll see. it's really going to happen. All right. Um, all right. So that's what we got out of that. Um, so the League's Cup's coming. Just sort of get ready for that. I don't want you to be like excited about it, but you know, just <laughs> don't get excited, just, anyone. Just, yeah. you hold your horses. Okay? <laughs> don't don't get excited about League's Cup, please. Um, it's just <laughs> something that's going to happen. And I, I still I still maintain the most exciting thing about League's Cup is the fact that they mandate the use of ball racks, ball racks. So ball racks behind the goal to hold a ball. So that way it's faster. Like you're, in, you're like in a bowling alley. You yes, mean? exactly. They almost look exactly like that, except wow. that some of them are little stands. It's just one ball that you put, and it's just one. That's so cool. And they're trying to increase the speed of play so that way they could get the ball back. And I have no oh. idea. It was a ball rack thing. I got I got stuck on Jürgen that last year. Klopp territory. Uh, throwing you, coach. Yes. Everybody makes fun of the throwing they coach. Th that don't make fun of evolution. Don't make fun of newness. I I love the fact that there's a guy who gets to specialize in throw-ins I mean, and that it, apparently I, it has worked. I love it. Okay, so uh, that's what. When are the LA Galaxy going to get a throwing coach? That's what I want to know. Um, so I could be the throwing coach. You, you think you can handle that? Yeah, what experience I, I, do you I just have? Never listen. I just don't understand nowadays how referees don't call back foul throws. There's all a the, lot all the time, of them. All the time. It all drives me time. crazy. And then they call them sometimes, and you're like, that was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It's like, I've seen 
blatant ones, but no, it's, it's fine. It's a basketball move, dude, not a soccer <laughs> move. <laughs> when, I'll tell you right now, and, and I know there's people who disagree with me. Uh, if the ball is spinning like a curveball when you let go of it, your arms didn't come over your head at the same time. It's very difficult to do. So you can't spin the ball. Spinning the ball sideways like a curve means that you had one hand moving the other way. So no, uh-uh, I don't buy it. Yeah, that's my that's my my uh, my throw-in hot take it. of the I day. I love it. Um, Who so is the best guy? Who's the guy on the team that throws in the best? Uh, LA Galaxy. Do we know this? I don't do think there's one. I don't think we've seen we one. The, the only one I can remember is Todd Dunavant was really good at throw-ins. Yeah, it uh, wasn't too bad. Um, he could throw them pretty deep into the box. I uh -huh. mean, that's what you're looking for. You want to see the guy who can throw yeah. them in the deepest. But for the most part, the Galaxy are in the quick take they they take throw-ins quickly they take set pieces quickly yes. they take corners quickly yes. uh Guillermo doesn't like them to sit on the ball it's no. actually they're one of the faster teams in the league for this stuff um, we should put out a, a, a craigslist uh, a, a job i think this is we're making we're creating jobs in southern california and you know building the job community a throwing coach for the la galaxy there we go yeah. open open now it's uh Throughout it's up there on monster yep, you, can, you can go find it um all right uh emiliano and uh, emiliano and sua is training with the la galaxy uh so in sua is training right now guillermo is expecting him to play on saturday so we should see our first sign of the argentine there uh playing at left back and he's going to need to be that left back starter if the la galaxy are going to have this improved defense that we expect them to have this year um so i'm optimistic are you he has the pedigree to be really good yes if he is really good i won't be surprised yeah um but i i can't say that i've watched him enough to say that oh yeah he's definitely going to be a world i don't know anymore i mean you know nobody wanted ashley cole when he came and look what he did so ashley cole is one of the best left backs also, in major league soccer no, uh, with depew the same depewy depew 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 i'm gonna get that wrong all the depewy, time depewy though no, i really depew. like depew. i know i don't like, i like it too i mean uh, everyone was raving about him after his first scrimmage and stuff so you know i think we 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 live in hope but i'm excited i think he could be a difference he could be a difference maker um he could be and that's what you want to see uh if not then it's going to be a milquayo right now with danny acosta out uh triori i think injured uh there are no more left backs so that's gonna be it if insua can't go it'll be quayo um, polish which, your boots which i don't hate again by the way i was always right back i have no left foot i i'd kick myself if i tried to kick left footed it would be bad <laughs> Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, the LA Galaxy did announce their 2020 local broadcast schedule on Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, this this deal expires, I believe, in 2021. Is there a different commentator? No. Um, so the, the, the Access Sportsnet 30-minute pregame show um, is still the same with host Chris McGee is going to be there. And then former LA Galaxy player for a minute or two, Dan Kennedy. Um, Dan Kennedy. Yeah, Dan. So I like Dan. Wasn't he in studio last season? That's and he's in studio too. So this is oh, their pregame. Okay, yeah, okay, they, okay. they they do they do. I like Dan. Um, but again, he was an LA Galaxy guy for like a half. Um, whenever it comes, so it's always one of those. But he's he's experienced and he knows things. Uh, you have Joe Tutino and Kobe Jones as always with your play-by team. Megan Riza, Megan Riza will be there covering the home games um, as the sideline reporter. But I I say that again, she's covering the home games as the sideline reporter because Spectrum apparently has decided they're not going to send her to away games, um, whether that's scheduling or anything else. I'll tell you now that why because Spectrum continues to cut as many corners as they possibly can. I mean Joe and Kobe do a great job. And the production value of what they try to do with that is great. Joe and Kobe are, are excellent. Megan is excellent. Um, you know, Chris McGee is a really good host. Uh, he doesn't always know soccer 100%, uh -huh. but he's a, he tries, and you like that, and he has enthusiasm. Dan Kennedy is perfectly fine as a commentator. But they just they, they don't put their hearts into it. They, at one point, and it's not them, it's Spectrum that doesn't put yeah, their hearts into it. In. Yeah, um, they've been phoning in coverage ever since they got into this deal and found that it was a gigantic money loser from the very beginning, um, which maybe you don't blame them for cutting everything. But, you know, they cut the Spanish side of things, which the Spanish side of things on Spectrum Deportes or Time Warner Cable Deportes, whenever it was there, was driving most of the coverage for the LA Galaxy. Uh, I worked on top 10 lists that got put out on on Time Warner um, and you see them all the time. They play them beforehand and now they're so old they probably don't shouldn't match up. But that was four or five years ago uh, when this started. But that was all driven by the Spanish language side of things and the guy who was in charge of that, when they axed almost that complete side of things, it went it went away. Um, so Spectrum, you know, does the bare minimum now to sort of get there. I'll give I always give them another chance. It's very hard to watch them if you don't have a television. 
Uh, trying to get through their app is almost impossible. Um, but this is this is what you have. And again, it ends in 2021. So you have this season and next season. And then I'm sure it's going to be somebody else because I think Spectrum will run away as fast as they possibly can. Wow. Um, Why? I mean, uh, to me, their business model, they need to look at that because they shouldn't be losing money on something like this. Uh, advertising wise, what are they doing? And and to be honest with you, I've got to be honest, the broadcast sometimes is painful. And and again, I think that's that's a production. It's the production side it's of things. It's not the people. No, the people are great. They, they need to be inspired and driven by producers, directors, and all these kinds of different things. But it's, I mean, it would be great if they could reinvent the wheel a little bit and bring that experience to the viewer who's not at the game in a more exciting, enlightening, and engaging way. And and I feel like they're missing the boat on that. They they are. Um, they are missing the boat. Remember, there used to be Backstage Galaxy, which was like sort of the behind the scenes of the yeah. LA Galaxy. And it was excellent. Yeah. And it was something to watch. Um, it was something to pay attention to every week. Like you wanted to watch it. You couldn't wait. And then all of a sudden it stopped being weekly. And then it started being, you know, every two or three weeks they would have an episode. And that then it was every like four or five weeks right. it would be. And then there were only four through the whole season. But they have these formulaic interviews with players and they just give you sound bites and it's boring and no one cares. That's why no one watches and that's why ratings are crap and that's why they're not making any money. Yeah. Because people get more fun out of following the game and, and listening to people on Twitter. Yeah. And er, other quite social honestly, yeah. platforms. That's, that's the bottom line. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, upset anyone here but at the same time i just feel like having been home and when i can't go to games and watching the broadcast as they would say in germany it's sehr langweilig which is very boring yeah <laughs> and and that's and that's where i think the the next one and, and we don't know what's coming in terms of tv contracts and how that's all going to look um coming up for the next season um and you know next year it's still spectrum and then after that mls has said no local broadcast contracts we don't want you to sign anything so none of the teams are signing any local broadcast contracts past 2021 uh which what, means that mls something brewing yeah and right. if you saw what they're doing this year um and you're certainly seeing i think what you're what you're seeing this year is that they're geo-blocking all of the streaming stuff so the la galaxy can't put a stream out to the entire world uh it has to be geo-blocked to the la area or to whoever else is playing so colorado whenever they're playing colorado could watch the live stream because they're in colorado Right. Um, if you're in L.A., you can watch it because you're in L.A. But if you're in Utah, you can't watch it because it's blocked. Um, and if you're in Atlanta, so I tried like watching it. Yeah, blackout. yeah, I tried watching an Atlanta stream earlier because I'm like, oh, Atlanta United's playing. I want to see how they're playing. And I got blocked because I wasn't in that thing. Why are they preventing people from watching? MLS is doing that. I have to imagine that they have something in mind in terms of carving the United States up into the local broadcast area. And they're using those streams as sort of a test bed of that. And that sucks because I think everybody is thinking that if you can do a local contract, if you can do a contract that MLS has everything, that you could sell it to like ESPN Plus, and then you would just go to ESPN Plus and be able to watch any game at any time. It didn't right. matter. Like you would right, go right. on there and you'd be like, oh, the Galaxy are playing, you know, in Houston. Great. I can watch that game. Or you can watch, you know, Minnesota versus Seattle. Oh, I can watch that game. Right. And it's all right there for you. Yeah. And you can put your TV into four different screens, watch four games at the same time. I do that whenever. Yeah. But you can't do it with the Galaxy game if it's local. Um, and you can't do it if it's being broadcast on Spectrum, and and you can't do it if it's being broadcast on national TV. Like it's so it's all of these things. Like you can't watch Galaxy games on ESPN Plus. I watch it for the other teams, but I you can't watch the Galaxy. Right. Why can't you just get everything in one spot? Yeah. And I think that the hopes of that are probably dwindling more and more as we go, seeing how they're geo blocking a lot of this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's, not, it's it doesn't make sense. Like you just have to a give access to the game. The league is making a ton of money doing various things, and you have to make the game accessible to the audience. And and they have, uh, I think they signed more international rights deals again. Um, so that's huge. Like the international rights have been skyrocketing as it goes through. So um, that continues as well. So we're, we're seeing that from from the different teams and, and from the league and, and, and how they're doing it. But again, I think it's a step backwards if you go and suddenly try to restrict some of these things. Um, so anyway, that's Always. just... It's always, always. It's and in today's world where people can access information and games whenever they want, however they want, just make it accessible. Ask people to pay. Like BR Live, I like it. You know why? Arsenal playing Olympiacos today. Um, they're in Greece. I I couldn't even watch the game. Uh, but if I want to choose to watch the game, I could just pay for that game. I pay two ninety nine and I watch that game. I don't have to subscribe. I don't have to do anything. I'm a, I, I've obviously I've logged in and I've 
created an email address and all that type of stuff, but I can watch the game and it's two ninety nine. Do that. Right. There's so many things, right, to make you, it accessible to people. You can, and so that's I'm um less restriction and I'm fine paying a monthly sort of thing to, for that. That's fine. I, I you know, I already pay for ESPN plus and that's fine. And I play for Disney Plus and I get Hulu with the with the package that I have. I got all the pluses. I haven't got sucked into Disney Plus yet. Oh man, you got to because it's awesome. You got uh you got high school musical, the musical, the series. I mean, if that isn't a reason right there to get in there, everybody just I turned. might be a little bit bitter because I used to work for 20th Century Fox. Oh, okay. So that's what it is. It's so just it's just a rivalry thing. Yes. Okay. I understand. Yes. That's that makes sense. Yes. Um so anyway, so that's what happens with the LA Galaxy and their broadcast schedule this year. Um anything that's not the good news is there's a bunch of nationally televised games. Um and I think as long as they're not on I won't say that Fox. <clears throat> as long as they're not on Fox, they're brought their, their production I love Alexi. I don't think he's not the problem. Uh their production quality on Fox is like it's sometimes it's like shooting through a webcam on a like in, on AOL in like, like ESPN 1999. Uh, ESPN does an excellent job, yeah. absolutely excellent job, top yeah. tier. And they have the goalpost cams, which have got which got a goal for the LA Galaxy yeah. that wouldn't have got counted otherwise. Um, so yeah, I mean they do it top notch, and they know how to they know which games to pick to get the ratings. Yeah. Um, so they do a pretty they good job. They did a great job last year, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, they they were pretty good. Um so anyway, so that's where we sit with that. Uh if you're looking at the LA Galaxy roster uh right now, uh 23 players, Sophie, 23 players uh for the LA Galaxy on the roster on the senior team roster with Cameron Dunbar being the latest. Um that now puts the LA Galaxy just 7 players away from the max of 30. Uh I'm still in my mind. Okay, well we know that Gordon Wild is going to be signed. GBS said so. So Guillermo says Gordon Wild, so that's going to be 24. Uh we know Kai Car- Kareniak, I think this is this is a Josh thing. I think Kareniak is going to get signed um, to the senior team, so I think he's going to be number twenty-five uh-huh. uh, on there. So that leaves five spots left. You have Alan Franco possibly coming from Independiente, who we're going to talk about here momentarily, which gets twenty-six. So really, the LA Galaxy still have four roster spots that they have to complete this team. Um, and again, the transfer window open until May fifth, so still a long time. And then the summer transfer window. So um, Gordon Wild, that's a good name. It's a, it's a wild, it's a wild, it's a good wild one. thing. Yeah. Can they play but wild wait, thing? Wait, Carlos Harvey's number twenty five. How's your dude well, going to no, get in? No, no. So like that's so that's just uh, on this one. If you oh, look, okay, that's okay. just the players, like total right, right, players, right, 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 and right. they're not on the actual senior team okay, roster. Okay, they're on okay. LA Galaxy two. That's right. They're on right. LA Galaxy two. So we move people over to the senior sure. team whenever that happens. So um, you know, Cameron Dunbar was along with Jonathan Perez was an academy team guy. Um, and so now Cameron Dunbar is a senior team guy. He's not an academy guy anymore. Senior team. So um, that's how we move that over and, and sort of keep track of it. So I will have updated rosters probably tomorrow up on the site so that way everybody can go how through How relevant it. are those additional three or four players going to be in this team? I think that there's still, you know, there's uh, we're expecting the center back, which is going to be very relevant. Okay. So that's going to be one. I'm expecting a second striker that should be very relevant. And maybe okay. that doesn't come till the summer, but that's two. I think there's two more relevant signings and uh-huh. then there's some backfills. Right. Um, and that's fine. You need 30. You really do need 30 players because you're going to eventually have to play Leagues Cup and other things, although you can loan people up from that from LA Galaxy 2 whenever you want yeah. to. Lamar Hunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The US Open Cup. Exactly. Yep. So you have Open Cup as well. So there's all these things in there that um, you sort of have to keep an eye on and, and still do. So um, that'll be something that we uh, that we keep an eye on there as well. Let's get to uh, let's get to Alan Franco. Um, because this is a saga that continues to keep giving, uh, Sophie. Uh, this gentleman right here, uh, down in Independiente in Argentina. I have been getting a lesson in Argentine soccer and how it's run and how crazy it is for my good friend John Rojas, who has been updating me daily on this situation and what is happening down below. Um, there are no owners of, of Independiente. The owners of the club are the people who are actually part of the club, right? So you pay a club fee to join a club that has, like you can play soccer and there's right. tennis and there's there's uh, swimming and all this stuff. So all these people get in there and then they elect officials to run the club and the officials of the club don't just run the soccer side of things. They run everything yes. part of the club, right? And so I told everybody last time that uh, the person who's in charge, the president is actually in charge of the truckers union. Uh, John Rojas tells me that the politics of the city that you're located in are 
get carried into the politics of the soccer club. Oh, yes. So reminding me of being Greek. Go on, keep going. <laughs> yes. So all of this is is intertwined, and you have to understand that there was a board meeting that was called um, a couple days ago, and that board meeting was called by six members of the board who have been pushed, basically pushed aside by the president and the vice president. Now the president is who I said, the truckers union uh-huh. guy. And then the vice president is his brother. And they basically pressed everybody else to the Sounds side. Sounds like a whole Jimmy Hoffa thing. Going <laughs> on right here. Uh, Larry said it's a Jose Hoffa thing. Jose. <laughs> I was, I, and I said, Larry, you can't say that. But it was still kind of funny. Um, so uh, with the truckers union and you know yeah. the garbage union yeah, and like all that, that. Yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, um, so as you were looking, as you're looking at that, there's a whole bunch of politics that play into this. A huge amount of politics mm. that play into this. Um, and so that's sort of what's slowing everything up. Now, uh, for what it's worth, if you are being an Alan Franco fan, which I think LA Galaxy fans are starting to be more and more Alan Franco fans, uh, Alan Franco said, hey, I'm not going to play anymore until you guys figure this out. I'm just going to not play. For his current club. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I'm, he goes I want to go to LA. You guys oh, yeah. agreed that we, I could go to LA, that you wouldn't get in the way. Yeah. And then you pulled that, you tried to pull the deal back. He's like, no, I'm not playing. And so they have three games coming up in the next two weeks. And so right now I'm being told he's not going to play in this next game because he was off training to the side today. Training to the side with a knock or something they picked. It's not. He's on uh-huh. strike. He's saying I'm not playing. Right. And apparently, uh, John Does that Rojas. Worry you? No, not at all, actually, because John Rojas tells me that this is very, very common in South American football. So he's like, "Oh yeah, this happens all the time." And I'm like, "Are you sure? This feels like this is a big deal." He's like, "No, no, no, it happens all the time. It's fine." So we shouldn't be worried about his attitude. No, in fact, his attitude is, "I want to go to the LA Galaxy. Let me go to the LA Galaxy. Right. I want to go there now. Right. Let me go." Um, and so uh, that's what you're seeing is you're having a guy who is who wants to go to MLS, who wants to leave Argentina, who wants to play for Guillermo. And Guillermo called him apparently and talked to him. Guillermo's a god at there. I mean, he is a god. He's a recruiting machine. He's a, Is he a better recruiter than Nick Saban? <laughs> he might be. Whenever In Argentina? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I he, mean, he was an excellent player. Um, he is well known, played for Boca Juniors, and, yes. you know, largest, largest city, yeah. largest, biggest team, you know, yeah. best player. Um, so he has all that. In fact, and we're going to talk about it right now. He has enough clout to be able to call up Leo Messi's dad. Come on. This th- now I'm told this actually happened. Okay. Okay. So I need to know the truth about this story. So here is here is what I know and and what somebody told me. And I can, you know, listen. I, I'm told it actually happened. I don't know. I didn't get to talk to Guillermo and ask him if he talked to Messi. I haven't yet. Anyway, maybe one of these days we'll have to tell him if you you and I will have to get Guillermo. <laughs> To answer the question about whether he called Messi's dad. That might be my first question. That's right. That's yeah. a, in the, in the uh, after the game. Um, but no. So he apparently called. So this is between Zlatan and Chicharito. All right. The LA Galaxy were looking for somebody to fill in for Zlatan. Right. Right. And so with Messi being unhappy with the board at Barcelona, and that's a whole saga in itself. Yes. Um, but with Messi being unhappy with Barcelona and saying possibly I want to leave, uh, the Guillermo called up Messi's dad. Uh, I think it's Jorge. Um, uh-huh. And they called him up and said, you know, is he serious? Does he want to leave? Because the LA Galaxy will do, and this is according to Argentine reports, the LA Galaxy will do anything to get Messi. They to, will to sell you and uh, me uh, and uh, everyone. Everyone to get to get <laughs> messy. Um, and again, this is this is not only I mean, I'm you know that they're you know that they know each other. You know that they're probably friends. You have uh, Lionel Messi, you know, top of the world in terms of Argentine football, right? Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, top of the world in everybody's football list, right? Uh, Messi is either one or two, depending on how you look at things. He's Maybe one. Three. He's one. It's not even close. Harry Kane's not number one. Harry Kane is not okay. anywhere near any top ten okay. list. I was just ma- I was just making sure. I didn't want to. Okay. Um, so, but um, whenever you uh, whenever you look at uh, all these things, he, he has the clout to be able to to talk to him. I like it. I mean, that's ballsy. Who, and who else can do that? David Beckham can do it, right? And that's yeah. what we were, you were sort of talking, you and I yes. were talking before we started. Yes. Why doesn't Messi go to, to, and, to Miami? And he's done it. He's made those calls with Cavani's people. He's made those calls with Aguero's people. Beckham has definitely been busy making calls. Uh, eventually, you know, the big fat rumor on the street is that, you know, Ronaldo will go there, but right. who knows? Uh, and so great for Guillermo to to make that call if he has the relationship. Why not? I'd make I'd call Messi right now, make him a cup of tea, 
What do you want? You need more hormones. What do you need, Messi? I got it all. Whatever, whatever you need, uh, the LA Galaxy can make it happen. And that was sort of the thing, you know, talking uh, about this. Now, I don't think this was a, this was not even a hail mary. It was putting feelers out, and these things don't happen right now. And this isn't one of those things where Messi goes, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to leave." The whole deal. that wasn't. I don't think that was the point of this. The point of this was the LA Galaxy wants you, Messi. And whether it's now or whether it's two or three or four years down the road, the LA Galaxy wants you. And there could be another scenario that MLS is building towards where, look, the league needs to sustain itself without kind of the superstars. But at the same time, we all, I felt it MLS Media Day and I love MLS Media Day, but there was no superstar there this time. Right. right? And it was a bit different. It was. uh, And 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 you look at from the Beckenbauer and and uh, Pele days. And I had the wonderful opportunity of talking to the great Carlos Alberto when he was part of the New York Cosmos. Amazing uh, interview and talking about football with him. We talked about Messi, Neymar, and he was hoping that maybe someday, one day, some of these players would come and follow here the way he did and some of the greats did. So, I don't know. I mean, it would be wonderful. I, I honestly think there's always an exception to the rule, right, Josh? Yep. Messi, Ronaldo, bring it on. Yep, it, absolutely. And, Come and on. It, it's I don't care if you're th- if they're 35. I don't care if they're 50. I don't care if <laughs> I really, I mean, it's, it, and it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like Zlatan. Well, obviously it's a retirement league. Zlatan can come here and just retire. And then he goes off and he does the same thing at AC Milan. And so it's Siri like, okay. has a retirement league yeah, now, Yeah, exactly. It? It's yeah. like, no, there's exceptions it's and you should joke. take it. But there's no Wayne Rooney this year. There's no Zlatan. No. There's no, I mean, you know, give me the flash. Now there's Chicharito. This if he would have been there, there would have been a lot more buzz. Yes. He's a big star. Yes, they missed that. And and he is the star this season. He's he's he morphs I mean, I'm not being I'm not being disrespectful here, but his stardom, and if you saw that at the event uh a couple of weeks ago where LA Galaxy had to bring out barricades because there were so many more people that showed up. I mean right. he's he he makes Carlos Vela look like a you know there's like a little brother like Yeah, the, there's this, Brad yeah. Pitt uh-huh. and, and then there's like <laughs> You know, not Pee Wee Herman, uh, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? no, no, I do know what you're saying. Um, I like Vela; he's a good guy. I didn't mean that. Like, he's not Pee Wee Herman. No, he's not Pee Wee Herman. No, but I, I know what you mean. It's just the the different levels in popularity. Yeah. They're they're he's the dude from Rocket Man. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's one of those things that we said that Chicharito is going to be hounded and he's going to be followed even in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, Carlos Vela doesn't have that. No. Um, and so Chicharito cannot go and get a burrito. No, not right now. He people, can't. people know him. Yeah. People know no him way. in LA. He can't. Yeah. No. And I think he's okay with that. And I'm not being funny, but you don't get. I know that he's a star. Like he's like Kobe Bryant's first, the first game. He's the one sitting there next to. I mean, he's he is a superstar, and he is definitely that void that LA Galaxy needed to fill for this market, not the international market. For my business and talking to Talksport, it's not as exciting, right? As if they had signed Cavani, right? Or, right. Or Zlatan stayed, or David Beckham Jr. Or David or, yeah. Beckham Jr. Uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. But you know, he's still. I think it's going to be a really interesting narrative with him. I really do. I think he's going to smash it. He he has that ability. I'm waiting to see it. I'm waiting to see that that he's flash. He's not ready. He's not ready. No, he's, he's not, not ready. ready. He's just not. And don't 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 panic. He's but, not going to be ready. But he needs to be ready. It's coming. It, it's in happening. a few weeks. He'll be ready. It, he's it, not going to be ready right now. Okay, uh, it's soon. He's coming off some bad experiences in, in Europe. Right. Confidence lacking. Uh-huh. But he's come here with a huge amount of expectation. It's like the second coming, right, Josh? It is. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, there's a ton he's of pressure on time. him. Uh, he'll get it. I, I, mean, I agree with you. He'll yeah, get it. Uh, that that whole the whole front three needs to do better, and that's what you're going to look at. Uh, again, the LA Galaxy coming up will have their final preseason game. Uh, we've told you about it many times, mostly because we have our live show. Uh, but February 22nd, this Saturday, a 12 p.m. kickoff for the first game, Toronto versus the Colorado Rapids. A 3 p.m. kickoff for the LA Galaxy versus Chicago Fire. Last preseason game before they will then take off and head to Houston. Our live show kicks off again 1 p.m. for the meet and greet, 1:45 p.m. for the live show, and we'll finish right around. 245 so that way you have time to get to your seats and watch the LA Galaxy versus Chicago Fire. Uh, so hopefully we'll see everybody out there. Sophie, is there anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Fire. Fire. Are you are you excited about seeing the Chicago Fire's new logo? I'm not. I, I like it. 
I don't know why people. It's just, it's perfectly adequate and fine. It's not as it's not something and to get upset about. The whole thing was such a like what? I mean, it I, was it was a lot. It, it was a lot. It right? was a lot. It For was a logo lot. change. It was. It was. I mean, hey, listen. The worst job in the world, I think, right now is anybody who designs kits for soccer teams because everybody hates them almost did immediately. We, we rated them last. Yeah, time, we didn't did. We? Uh-huh. And then the person who has to redo a logo for a soccer team. I do like, like into Miami's <laughs> kit though. The yeah, pink. I, I know. Hint of pink. Just the hint. I want more pink. If you're gonna go pink, go pink. They'll be they'll be pink. Okay. Trust me, they're gonna come out with some hot pink shirt. All right. And you will wear it next time, and I will wear it. But today we're all in red, people. It's red. Okay? It's red. It's a red day. That's it's how it works. Day. All right. Uh, if you're looking for uh, Sophie, why don't you tell people where they can find you, Sophie? You can find me at Soccer Diva and uh, at Highbury Squad if you like a little Premier League and Arsenal. And if I wasn't as upbeat today. You know, sometimes life happens and it's all good, but we're here. And thank you very much for having me once again, Josh. I uh, I adore you and this show. Come say hello to us yep. on Saturday. It'll be a good time. Thanks, Sophie. We appreciate you having me. Glad we could uh, talk with you a little bit tonight. So that was fun. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Get that shirt. That's something you need to do. Go, go order your shirt. $20. Get you that shirt. We get $5.00. People who make the shirt get 15. I need to be the people who make the shirt. That's a good idea. Put a note in that one. All right, head on over to cornerofgalaxy.com for all of our news, our articles, our videos. All that fun stuff is there. We'll have more stuff following the preseason scrimmage coming up on Saturday. All right, for Miss Sophie Nicolau, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. See you on Saturday, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.